Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to series 10 of Seven Skills for the Future podcast, where I'm talking to people from all walks of life who have been and are innovating and disrupting various sectors. They're founders and owners of new businesses, and each of them is doing something amazing and unique. And today I am talking with Raffaella Baruzzo and Kia Utzon-Frank, who together run Brick. And Brick is a small, award-winning, London-based chocolate design company. I love chocolate. Um, Brick's idea is to create chocolate that is architecturally unique, inspired by materials like terrazzo and marble. So the chocolates are made with natural colours and flavours and there are no artificial ingredients. So Raffaella and Kia, as founders of this business, are constantly exploring new ways to reinvent their chocolate. Their office kitchen in East London can be packed down and put back up again anywhere in the world. And they're committed to being as responsible to the planet as possible. So packaging is 100% compostable and they donate towards planting trees. And they believe that is every business's responsibility to be sustainable. Brick's a luxury product because of the way they make the chocolate. So bespoke handmade chocolates using sustainable natural ingredients, materials and methods. Now, I love chocolate. I know I've said that once before, but I really do love chocolate. And I really enjoyed talking with Rafaela and Kia. They're two very different people who complement each other so, so well. And they're very passionate about what they do. Theirs is an artisan business. They'll tell you about themselves and they'll tell you about how they work together. But some highlights from me from this episode are what they say about resilience and taking risks, having empathy and pivoting their entire business when the pandemic hit. So, Raffaella, I want to start with you. So just tell me about how it all started. Sometimes we, uh, Kia and I, refer to myself as the skeleton, and then ah. I give away some of my um, sort of the skills I bring to the company. So I sort of stand and uh, hold um, the company together. It, it all started for me coming to the UK about uh, 23 years ago, and uh, just uh, with no uh, English skills. So I started I started literally from zero. So I just uh, entered the chocolate world, probably from the front door, and uh, moved across retail in the years mm-hmm. of my experience. So my job has always been organizing, logistics and people and relations and that's uh, how I met Kia through a friend 
and that that's how we all started. So now, Kia, I know, I mean, you, you are both very different people. And um, Kia, I know you trained as a goldsmith, right? Yes. So how does that fit with creating beautiful chocolate? Um, well, it's actually not that far removed from like working with chocolate, working with precious metals. It's, it's two materials that have many of the same properties and many of the same qualities. So you can melt it. Uh, it sets again. It has to set in a certain uh, structure to be as strong as possible. It's an alloy that you mix with different other metals or, or ingredients. I'm just naturally curious with materials materials mm. or about materials more than like one material in its own and and materials are often overlapping so there's not the hugest jump it's just different temperatures yeah. basically yeah I just love that because I would never have made that connection between gold and chocolate because of course when I think about chocolate I just think about mm, yum chocolate I don't think about anything else yeah but that was kind of the last thing I thought about <laughs> um, yeah. like, it wasn't but it was it was definitely it was the quality that set that this material apart from from mm. the other materials that I'm used to working with yeah and it's the, the part that you can eat it and it tastes delicious <laughs> and it and you can flavor it and you can color it and you can do all these amazing things to it you can you can mold it you can yes. you can work with it in so many different ways that that elevates it from just being just but from being <laughs> chocolate as we know it in like a brown chocolate bar into something vast possibilities basically yeah yeah i um, mean well chocolate will never be just chocolate for me, <laughs> me so um, so Raffaella, let let me uh, let me come to you now there's lots of different chocolate out there what is the most important thing for the customer when there's so much choice out there? Well, uh, there are different points uh, of view. Customer awareness is uh, far more increased than 20 years ago when I started. So people have a completely different approach to chocolate. And I think it's becoming one of those uh, superfoods that is, uh, you know, considered that, you know, and somehow a food to be consumed with uh, uh, some respect because people are more and more aware of the impact of cocoa on the planet. But at the same time, there is a world of craft and artisan chocolate and there's a world of sugar. So we sort of uh, need to split the two. So the consumer that looks for artisan chocolate is looking for a story. Because I think mm. at the end of the day, we are storytellers. We just use a different mean. So mm. you speak mm. to people with words and we speak with chocolate. So each one of our tiles, it's a different story that mm. might start from the pigments, the powders, you know, using spirulina. What type of spirulina? Is it just green spirulina, brew spirulina? Or it's, it's just refining that uh, sort of detail to bring... Uh, some attention or to prompt, uh, you know, curiosity uh, in in our customers. So all these things are, for me, part of storytelling. Mm. And yes, I think there's a lot more awareness about what yes. people are looking for, what they want. Yeah. Yes. What but also think? creating a um, experience that, like, surprises, I think, is quite mm. uh, important. Something that's unexpected. Uh, makes you wonder if you are eating something that looks like a, a piece of concrete just the fact that they're eating it and tasting it and looking at it makes them look at the actual product in a completely 
different way or in a way more detailed way. It puts focus onto the the uh, the thing that we're mimicking, for example. It's like an an, an attention exercise. So what we're yes. asking customers yes. is to I'm not going to say focus because it sounds so technical, but somehow <laughs> to open a space where mm. you you know sort of look at things in a different way because we all read more and more as we said back labels but sometimes we biased so bringing an element of playfulness what we wanted mm. to do was literally breaking the mold so we just wanted to make sure that people saw things from a different way so this is what we try to bring you know sort of an, an added value because there are a lot of companies out there mm. that make wonderful bean to bar so we never wanted to enter that field because yeah. it requires a different set of skills and we have a huge respect it's a real journey and a vocation, probably. So I think uh, in, in terms of working with uh, um, a precious matter, we just wanted to make sure that people uh, had the story mm. of these artisans that come before us. Because in a way, it's, uh, I don't want to call it ancient, but it's, uh, you know, chocolate tempering and chocolate moulding. Mm. It's an old-fashioned yeah, yeah, technique, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's a, that's the beauty, you know, of bringing something that is contemporary into a traditional skill. Yes. So yes. this is also, to go back probably to your original question, something that really struck me when I met Kia, because mm. coming from the chocolate world, possibly I was uh, trained and expecting huh? an orthodox approach to chocolate. And I was quite a purist, one of these, uh, you know, sort of hysterical, just uh, <laughs> I eat only dark 80% and it needs to be from uh, Ecuador only. Yeah. So when, when I met Kia and it's like all these splashes of colors, untempered chocolate. She puts the chocolate under the water. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to choke now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but then actually, you know, this revealed a, a freshness and a new world. And it wasn't disrespectful to the matter. Mm. It was actually enhancing it to a different level. I meet this everywhere. I cook every, everything I, I do, basically, with every material I I'm working with this is kind of the uh, approach that I'm met with. It's like, oh, don't do that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But your your chocolate. I mean, when I look at all the different designs and the colors, and I was thinking, my gosh, they're like sort of works of art. You know, they're beautiful to look at. Thank you. First, yes, thank you. Um, it actually started with like before chocolate, I did cakes, and it was this whole idea of of creating something that looked like uh something else or not not with your average cake or your average now chocolate something that you're intrigued by and 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 want to look at and then you have this added layer of wait a minute this is edible and then this next added layer <laughs> wait a minute this is actually really really good because we also work a lot with the flavors obviously it's not yes. like it's it doesn't stop with looking beautiful it experience it's supposed to look beautiful but it's also because i really like just materials i'm just yes. trying to push it in all sorts of directions to see where i can push it and then add this or not then but then also add this extra layer of flavor yes. now in terms of the business says is it just the two of you or do you have more people working with you at the moment, we have two girls in mm. uh, helping us in the kitchen, and yeah. uh, of which uh, um, one is called Veronica, and she's quite an experienced uh, uh, young lady. And the other mm -hmm. one is super young. She's just joined a month ago, 
and uh, she's a very um, she's 22 so I think uh, her name is Melissa and uh, a great help also because mm. uh, as Kia and I they sit on two different uh, um, sort of sides so Veronica is yeah. very structural and Melissa is very creative so we try mm. to be balanced in the way we run the rules in the kitchen. Working together the way you do and being different people, do you ever have any conflict with each other? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so I think a conflict is a mild word. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I think it, you know, more than conflict, I think uh, it's uh, having different perspectives at times. So until you find um, a common um, language at times. Uh, yes, we might sit on different, uh, mm. very, very strong and different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we have completely different brains. Rafaela thinks in spreadsheets, and I think in, uh, you know, I don't even know what, you know, like just networks of things that are flowing around my head and then something like kind of connects and turns into an idea. So it's like I have a 3D brain and mm. Rafaela has this amazing spreadsheet brain that I like I get a little bit anxious every time I open a <laughs> spreadsheet right <laughs> so there's this whole thing of just making those two brains understand each other uh, and we come from two different worlds and are just used to working in, in two completely different worlds yes. or different ways yes uh, and I'm not very structured and 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 Rafaela is is making structures but it sounds like you complement each other well yeah mm. and also it's it's for me it's super important to have a structure and something that I can move around inside so which is yes is why Rafaela is the skeleton and I kind mm. of like I, I have something to hatch on to or yeah. to like uh, to move around within yeah. without having to be like too controlled or whatever but also mm. so so it's like I, I can't start a business on my own, for example, because I don't because I'm super scared of spreadsheets and, and tax <laughs> returns and you know. Um, so it's impossible for me to 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 work without uh, Rafaela. Really interesting what you're saying because actually in order for somebody to if you think about music, for example, which is different to chocolate, but in order for somebody to improvise and be creative, they need um, structure within which yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's you know yes. that's a that's a given. So, so mm. it it makes me think of that yeah. very much. Yeah. So yeah, and I I it, to finish what Kia said, I think she's the muscles and I'm the skeleton. So I think in order for the two to work together, there is always for me balance, and balance comes with time, with getting yes. to know people, working together, and listening. You know, sometimes we might speak different languages, but then. If you listen, you know, attentively, sometimes, you know, for me, it's a challenge to mm. try to pick all the red dots that Kia has, you know, sort of spread around the room. But sometimes it's just about getting out of your comfort zone also. And I learned a lot, you know, so this doesn't impact my work. It just helps mm. and sort of helps me, you know, to... Mm. Uh, create a different type of, of spreadsheet if you want yes. to use the same analogy. In the last 
two years or so, has have you found that your business has changed? I mean, it could be, I mean, I know I ate more chocolate during the pandemic, so it could be to do with people eating more chocolate, but has your business itself changed? Yes, it uh, has. We, we launched um, the business after preparing for a year, uh, we launched two weeks before the first lockdown <laughs> and we launched a business which was prepared to go up and do live events, live workshops, broadening, you know, the, the field of chocolate and design and how we could uh, approach this without being a retail brand and, and go out and, and meet people directly and inspire. I work a lot with idea development and process that's kind of and I teach it as well. So it's that's for me, it's important that we spread a way of being inspired and curious about new things. So it helps you come up with your own ideas. So we lost all our clients in like four days, right? Also, I got COVID, like literally everything kind mm. of just happened at the same time. Mm. So we had to figure out how to do like a business that wasn't a workshop and events based business. Yeah. Uh, and how we moved it into like online and retail now, you know, mm. within an instant without having no time to adjust, no having no idea of how long anything would take, how long this pandemic would take has changed quite a lot and changed yeah. into, you know, more of a retail based yeah. business. Yeah. And I guess it sounds like it changed as you changed, you know, the business changed with you. Yeah, it, it, it has it has kind of changed more than we have changed it. Does that, right. I don't know if that makes sense, that, that we, we've, we've really followed lead on what's happening around us. Yes. And then just did our best to fit in and make what, whatever available opportunities mm. that arose make that work while trying to just figure out what happened yeah so Raffaella I want to ask you this question the same question but I'm going to ask it in a different way so I write about seven skills and, mm -hmm. and those skills are being adaptable and yes, thinking so. critically having empathy integrity optimism being proactive and resilient so those seven skills if you had to pick three of those skills what would you say were the ones that st stand out the most when you think back over the last couple of years? Resilience as probably the first, in in as and and as you mean it, you know, in all your work, you know, so adaptation and uh, a profound sense of adaptation. I think mm. Um, mm. to go with the flow and without creating without being an obstacle to what life brings and learn every day from any opportunity. There is one uh, word I would use also is perseverance, you know, because uh, to persevere has been for us a, a real um, asset, meaning with yes. this, we could have just dropped everything because uh, we were just at the beginning and we could have gone back to sort of what we were doing before, you know, or something. During the pandemic, we didn't have any chance to send stuff through the post office. So in terms of perseverance, we just cycled everywhere, delivering <laughs> our chocolate. So I think that showed us that, you know, that you can approach something with a real light um, manner and that this will bring you, you know, something, not necessarily mm -hmm. only your clients. And I think the third, and maybe call me a romantic, I think optimism. I think it yes. is what we are still striving uh, to bring to our 
at you know team working with mm. us and to all our clients because you said it yourself it's chocolate you know it's something happy yes and so that's what we're trying to uh bring to the table in a moment that's difficult for everyone so yes each of the customers that might receive a chocolate might just have a smile and that's mm. you know it can be enough sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just love that. That's that. That's a great, great description. <laughs> um, I love, I love the uh, the uh, perseverance and cycling because that's such a great example. Because we we misunderstand perseverance to be about you know never giving up. You know, I'm never mm. giving up. But actually, perseverance is about finding another way. What does the future hold? Kia, do you want to say something about that? What the last couple of years have told us, or taught us more than, is uh, that it's pretty hard to plan anything. <laughs> but what we're working on now is things are like opening up or you know that more more things are possible we would kind of like to move a little bit back towards where we where we started and the initial and work with amazing clients amazing companies super inspiring people that can push us out in all sorts of different directions that's where we come up with the best things is where we're being pushed into something that forces us to learn something new and sort like solve the problem but like there's there's all these different uh challenges that we've been uh given by working with other people and it pushes us in all sorts of directions mm. and Raffaella, we you know we do have a lot of people listening in other countries. Do you ship internationally? I'm yes, sure that they're all wondering this. You know, where can <laughs> we get this chocolate from? Um, and could you tell us the name of your website for our listeners? So the website is brick b r i k dot site s i t e. And I need to put just a little note. We have uh, closed the website for the next uh, 15 days. Oh, because no. <laughs> we Yes, because we are in the process of finishing a big order. So we didn't want to overpromise and not deliver. So I just uh, uh, paused the website. And it's a, there is a clear note. We're going to be back at the beginning of March right on time for our Easter collection. So and that's, uh, um, that's a little uh, sorry. Thing I to mention, not to disappoint anyone. But, oh, but that's yes. okay. That, that's okay because it'll be bang on time for when this episode goes out. So okay. that's going to be fine. That's going to okay. be also, great. I also think it's quite a uh, saying for for the, the company, like having a small company, that, that, we, that we're not Amazon, you know? Mm. So yes. people have to be a little bit, I mean, uh, patience. Because because uh, things take time and these chocolates take a long mm. time to make and develop and ship and pack and everything. We're just a tiny team. Mm. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing, right? Because we've become so conditioned to yes. everything now. Exactly. exactly. It's not a bad thing to wait for something great. So Absolutely. I want to thank you both so much for coming onto the episode today um, and can't wait to hopefully meet you in person at one of your events Likewise. and to taste your delicious chocolate. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Thanks you so thank much you. for having us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player 
or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.